Pour in the shots. Pour it out. Anything is possible here on. Thank you very much. Thank you very much is the best podcast ever for basketball in which Taiwan. Spoken in English. Which city? Which city? Taipei. But which part? Specifically, Zhongshan District. The northwest part. Yeah, there's some guys down in in, in Xinbei. They They're got a fucking. They have a killer pod. The you should check it out. English yeah. spoken. Yeah, these motherfuckers. Yeah. NBA podcast is killing. Probably just down the street. There's some Filipinos doing a much better NBA podcast. <laughs> we should try to link up. It's the Andre cross promotions. The Andre Blatch report. <laughs> it's just just going on with Andre. This is Dunky very much. Sorry, we started on the wrong foot. Part there. two. This is part two of our trivia pod. My name's Sam Yards. Matthew Von Ryan with me as always. We're here bringing you some NBA trivia. You have trusted us to be your guides to the 2017-2018 NBA season. So before we get started, we are grilling each other on some NBA trivia questions going back and forth. Really just basketball questions in my case. <laughs> Yours are a little more specifically focused. I could have sworn we agreed on 2016-17, but <laughs> Sam's dropping some middle name knowledge and <laughs> a little bit deeper knowledge, yeah. but it's all basketball. It's all stuff you yeah. know. If you missed the first part, you got to go check it out. It's that was, cool. that was a hilarious so part. We had, some, we had some really good information there about um, foreign-born players playing in the NBA. We broke down different things, looking at Boston, looking at Portland, our favorite teams. We broke down lots of different great questions. We had some weird questions. And a variety of questions, yeah. Yeah, lots, we had some some, you know, some relevant stuff, some meme stuff, some some cool things. Draft great stuff to check out. Matt confused Matt Bonner and Brian Scalabrini. Hashtag oh. racist to white people. Fuck him. <laughs> Hate those crackers. Hate those crackers. And, uh, and also had some awesome stuff. Um, so, yeah, definitely check out that pod. We're in part two right now. So if you missed part one, we encourage you to go back and, and check that out. But basically the rules are we have in front of us a bottle of Famous Grouse. Our which, sponsor again. Our sponsor. We're and still as I always say, it tastes grouse, but it gets you drunk. <laughs> that joke is getting funnier <laughs> the more of it I've drank. Um, yeah, this is a product of Scotland in a very indefinite way. And um, we'll tell you where. It's the cheapest <laughs> whiskey you can buy in Taiwan, and it's just, it's just gross. But we have poured a couple shots in front of us, and we're going back and forth with NBA trivia questions. And if you get the answer wrong, you got to drink a shot of that grouse. Yeah. So, um, Sam, do you mind if I start this one off? Let's go for it. Let's because dive right back into it. I have an audio clip for you. Oh, Matt's been queuing up the, uh, the, the multimedia. So yeah, like here we go. We up in our production value. There's a very popular viral video last year mm -hmm. of Joel Embiid dancing with cheerleaders mm -hmm. after one of his teammates hit the game-winning shot. All right. I want to show you this clip, and if you guys haven't seen this, just Google Joel Embiid dancing. Mm -hmm. It is amazing. He's dancing with the cheerleaders, mm -hmm. but he is way more enthusiastic than the cheerleaders. <laughs> they are doing a 9 to 5. They're barely putting on a smile. He's, he's like... Whipping his nene or whatever people, whatever young people. <laughs> we are both thirty. <laughs> he is all about it, man. He's doing the Dougie. He's just yeah. he's all over. So I'm gonna play this audio and let's say I right. watch the audio and video. We're gonna check out this clip. Joel Embiid uh, dancing with the, with the Sixers. Yeah. Let's go! This is hilarious. These chillers do not give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. But Joel Embiid is in the middle of the court. There are flags waving. The crowd is going crazy. Philadelphia finally has something to celebrate. Joel Embiid is on the court, but he did not make the game-winning shot for this game. And I ask you this question because, I mean, they, have, they didn't have many game-winning shots. Yeah. So it's not an unfair question to ask. Which player mm -hmm. 
hit the game-winning shot Which of that Which player game. hit that game-winning shot? Oh, it must have been Ben Simmons. Oh, wait, never mind. He did not play there, any there games. There you go. You, you can run down the list. It's, oh, probably, it's probably, probably Markel Fultz. Oh, wait, no, he wasn't He wasn't. He wasn't drafted yet by them. Uh, uh, JJ Redick? Oh, no, no it, he wasn't. It, it, it was, it was so, their okay. 2019 pick from Memphis. Oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I, I like that. I got their, a lot of upside. A lot of upside. The future of cash considerations. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a, a hypothetical. It was a wisp of a hypothetical player. Um, I think that... Um, uh, you know, you want to go Dario, but no, it's not Dario. Dario, I don't remember any big game when he shots from him. I do remember this one game, though, that ended with one of my favorite point guards in the lead, bearing a game when he shot from the corner. Was that the game that TJ McConnell won? TJ McConnell's game when he shot? TJ McConnell's, my guess. TJ McConnell! Yeah! We're off Jordan to the start. B. Yes. dancing almost, not sarcastically, but kind of sarcastically. Like, <laughs> when one of your slower students gets the answer right, and you give them so much credit... You get your main star dancing in the main stage. <laughs> Dude, who is stashing the future picks for the 76ers cheerleaders? What's going on? I do not know. Can we get a few girls with like European rights or something like that? Can we, what is going on it's in brutal. Philadelphia? But Sam, you avoided the shot, so give me your best. Oh, man. I like that. I like that one. I, I do remember that, TJ. It was a corner three, if I, I believe I so. correctly. Yeah. I remember it was that. It was off balance. They needed like... One point to win the game is tied, and he shoots an off-balance corner three. <laughs> but it went in. T the TJ McConnell era has been fantastic. Um, it's, hey, been, it's been hey, great. Will it continue? Is TJ McConnell, McConnell going to get extended beyond his rookie extension? I think he was a rookie last year or the year before. I don't know. He's got a couple more years, but all I'm saying, in three years, is mm. TJ McConnell playing in the NBA? Um, I, I don't. I, I, to be honest, I would have had to watch way more Seventy Sixers basketball than I did last year to to really be able to answer that. And also, I, I, I don't. How can you answer that question? Because you haven't seen him play on a real basketball team. You've seen him play on this misfit island of broken, you know, broken individuals. You know, and he was great on that team because he's a pass first point guard. He's a pass first he's point like, guard, which is not the way the NBA is trending in two thousand seventeen. <laughs> but, but but he's the kind of guy you you want to like lead a young team, get the other guy shots. Hey, TJ McConnell, you're gonna be a minimum player your whole life. I've never seen anyone speak so sincerely about TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell's mom right now is like, really? <laughs> She's surprised by how optimistic you are about it. No, like um, I think TJ McConnell's the guy that can get the minimum contract if he helps the other guy get maximum contracts. I see no reason why he couldn't be a, a, a backup point guard in the NBA going forward. But like without that that flash of upside, he's gonna he's gonna be at best that, and if not, um, maybe the you know MVP of the Chinese Basketball Association in a couple of years. I don't know, like, you know, like, I, you would have to see him in a, in a context other than the completely bizarro world of Philadelphia over the last three years to make a, to make a judgment call on him. So I, yeah. I, I, I can't say. And it's such a bizarre world because, do you remember, like, two or three years ago, K.J. McDaniels was Philadelphia's leading scorer. Oh, 18 yeah. points a game, and he was sick. And they traded him to Houston. Mm-hmm. And that was Sam Hinky. That was seen as a, as a savvy move by uh, by by Houston to pick up KJ. But, but like, there was a Sam Hinky Maury connection, and people thought it was shady. Like mm -hmm. it was like yeah. I'm doing you a favor. I'm giving you this score. We don't want to pay him. Yeah. We're like we're taking him for the next five. You're years. You were tanking. He's scoring way too many points. <laughs> but it was like wow, you're getting KJ McDaniel's. Yeah. And now I see KJ McDaniel's like signed ten year day. 10-day 10 10-day 10 contract yeah. or non-guaranteed contract. He never like, saw the court. He never he never broke the rotation. But that's the thing. You come out of Philly, it's a it's a like a perverted view of what basketball is supposed to be in that in that in that system. It's almost like an AAU system in a way. Where yeah. it's just like the good players get stats and this T 
TJ McConnell's past to the good players. Past to the good players. Yeah. So yeah. So the jury's out on TJ McConnell, and that's more right. time no, than no any more, podcast no, is given no to TJ McConnell. McConnell. All right. Um, Wait. Actually, I have one question later, but. No, I've got another TJ McConnell. What's his middle name? It's Sauce J something. Fuck. Um, uh, might be Christmas. <laughs> might be Christmas. Is there a J? Yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go to your hometown team right here, the Portland Trailblazers, for this There's one. There's been a lot of Portland. Yeah, I've been trying. I've tried to tailor this mostly like international questions and twisted Boston questions. Oh, you're you're a Portland fan, huh? Yeah. You're said yes. Oh, okay. The question: Did they make the playoffs? No, that's not that's not my question. My question is. It's about, um, I was looking over the statistics and a couple of things I thought were interesting that kind of jumped out about Portland's stats. Um, so uh, if you took Portland in the past two years, because again, I didn't respect our, our one, season, uh, <laughs> one season limit. Uh, over the past two years, who is the Portland Trailblazers leader in total minutes played? Total minutes played for the Portland Trailblazers. Which player has led the team? I'll give you a hint. It's the same player for the past two years, so cumulatively, he is the, the overall leader. Yeah, it, of the yeah. Past I assumed years. he didn't like only play one season and just somehow played eighty games, eighty minutes a game. I, I think you wouldn't ask me this question if it was Damian Lillard or CJ McCollum, unless you're a twisted fuck and you are <laughs> just trying to really mind fuck me. <laughs> just like clearly Damian, because Damian plays so many minutes. Fuck, Damian plays so many minutes. I'm gonna go. But I don't think you're going to do that to me. I'm going to go, shit. It's per game or per season? Total minutes. Total minutes? Total oh. minutes. Okay, yeah. then I'll go Maurice Harkless. Uh, no, it's not Harkless. He was number four for the last two years, both of the last two years. Number three was Alan Crabb. Number two was Damian Litter. Number one was CJ. It was CJ. You motherfucker. It was the leader in minutes the for, the team, for the team. I'm going to ask team. you, who's the shortest guy... <laughs> Last year on the Boston South, <laughs> you're like, oh, you won't choose Isaiah. You wouldn't say Isaiah. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know if you, if you, if you, if the lack of confidence in your podcast partner is so deep that you can't oh trust him. Oh my god! Member. Yeah, yeah, CJ, CJ. But what I thought was really interesting. Of course, it's CJ. Here's his minutes for the past two years. Last year he had two thousand seven hundred eighty minutes. The year before, two thousand seven hundred and ninety-six. Only sixteen minutes difference year to year. That's the grass. That's the grass speaking. Here's Damian Lillard. Last year, 2,676. The year before, 2,694. Less than, tw- I think there's 18 minutes difference between the two years. They're dead on year to year. It's been crazy. It's a crazy how consistent the minutes have been from year to year for the heavy rotation minutes that they are playing. That's sort of the, uh, if you're taking the pessimistic side of the Blazers, is yeah. we haven't had that much injury luck. Like, we, I mean, we haven't had that bad, bad luck. Injury yeah. luck. Like, like Aminu misses a lot of games, and uh-huh. Nurkic was out during the playoffs when he played Golden State. Yeah. Could helped a lot. But like our main two guys. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. Hey, dude, Nurkic missed. <laughs> could have helped a lot. Oh my god. Yeah, we I can't wait to that run there, man. Margin of victory. Sam and I are being we're, a lot of bets, man. Let's, let's start making some bets. We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a bets, big yeah. like whiteboard. Yeah. When Denver plays at Philadelphia, there's some money on these games. But uh, Sam, I can't believe you snuck that one by me. That's like, I think you gotta trust like, your instincts. It's Portland. You watch them all the time. You gotta trust your instincts on that, man. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not apologizing for that question. Myers Leonard middle name was a sneaky question. I'll admit that. But this is to close out the last half of the podcast. Oh, that's I'm brutal. Sorry. That's I'm brutal. sorry. I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Well, well, let's just go over our totals right now. Right now, you are three for six, and I started off three for four, and I am three. I'm three for six as well. Okay. We're back. To, we're we're back to even. 
in one of my favorite NBA moments. Because we think NBA players as gods. Yeah. This NBA player, during an NBA game, during a live ball situation, well, that team was passing it in, but like play was in play. The clock wasn't running, but the play had started. Which player got approached and then dapped, or as white people say, pounded, Jason Terry off the bench in the middle of an inbounds play? So there's an inbounds play happening. Everyone gets a defense position. Jason Terry runs off the bench, and he goes to pound or dap. Yeah. A player who's who's on the opposite team yeah. as him, and the player goes out of bounds to dap that player. To give Jason Terry some love. Give that player some love. Damn. And I, I would say, Jet. I would say this is this is a a player that you will not be surprised by the answer. It's not like uh, is Ricky Davis still the is Ricky Davis the player? <laughs> it's a Ricky Davis type. I love Ricky Davis. God damn. So I it, Ricky this Davis. was. Really popular for a long time. It was such a joke because in the middle of the play, he just totally got punked. He came out of the play, uh-huh. and then instantly they passed the ball to his guy, the guy to the lane, and his teammates looked at him like, what the fuck are you doing? He's literally, why the play is going on, he's out of bounds dapping Jason Terry. Is Jason Terry playing for the team they're playing against? Was he there playing? He was on the bench. I'm sorry. But Jet was... But Jet was Still in the league, Jet's still playing. Yeah, yeah, he, he, was, he, was, he was deep on the bridge. Who's Jet playing for last year? Do you know, do you know, do you know who the team is with? Was it Mavericks? Mavericks? He's back with the Mavericks? No, no, I, no. I, I, I don't know. I, I'll look it up. Why do you think? So, okay. Oh, so a player... So th- this is kind of an infamous kind of goofball dude. Mm-hmm. You're, you're JaVel McGee type. Okay, so, so like, I was about to say JaVel McGee, so I'm glad. It's not, uh, but he's not getting dabbed. No one's dabbing. <laughs> no one's dabbing JaVel McGee during, during, the, during, yeah, during the flow of play. So uh, a guy, and he immediately gets burned for his layup. Um, and he's just a guy. I mean, you thinking, is it like a, a, a swaggy P type guy? Like that kind of level of, uh, of, of ridiculousness. Uh, dapping Jason Terry, but why would JaVel like McGee, I mean, why would Nick Young? He's playing for Milwaukee last year. That's right. Oh, Jet was playing for Milwaukee. So that increases the odds that it's probably an Eastern Conference team that it was happening. Yeah, I love your thought process. Keep keep going, man. So it's probably an Eastern Conference team. But, I mean, Swaggy P would be, like, the number one player. I'd be, like, number one goofball <laughs> in the league. But I also, like, why would Jason Terry be... Da- that's a ton of whiskey. That's a ton of whiskey. Uh, that I'd be, like, why would Jason Terry be dapping... It's not mine! Oh, <laughs> two glasses. I gotta pour it somewhere. You don't pour it in mine. That's I'm about, a to, small I'm about to get this question. I'm about to get this question wrong. There's no way you pour in that in mine. Stay the fuck out of here. Okay. Um, after I after I drink this, when I get the question wrong, you can put it in there. Uh, so I'm guessing Eastern Conference team, so good player. You, you, uh, don't, you don't remember this. Not I don't remember. Day. I don't remember this particular. This incident, is one of those things where like, if you were like, you're just gone a couple of days, you just miss it. Like, it's a small thing. Like it. Trended on. Is it a player? Did he play with Jet before? Was he on the same team as Jason Terry before? Jason Terry's been around the league. That's a tough one. Okay, okay, I got, I got uh, you. I got you. But I can answer it. Yeah. But I, I also on the last podcast I confused Matt Bonner for Scalabrini and gave you false information. So That's I probably fair. shouldn't answer. Yes, they played on the same thing. They both played on the uh, the Guangdong Tigers. He was never on the Guangdong Tigers. Um. All right. Um. Ah, this is one I, I just don't know. So I'm just trying to think of like goofball players from around the league. Wait. Oh, J.R. Smith. Wait. I'm gonna load it up on your on your computer while you think. Eastern Conference goofball player, Ricky Davis mold, J.R. Smith. 
I'll give you ten more seconds to think about it. I mean, if you think that's it, go for it. Capital J. I'm just loading. Capital. R. It's obviously not because you would have just told me if it was. But I'm 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 gonna respect my answer. I'm gonna stick with my answer. I think it's J.R. Smith gave some love to Jason Terry when he was on. So you're on J.R. Smith, okay? Yeah, I'm going with J.R. Smith. Here we go. We got J.R. Smith scores. J.R. Smith says hi to Jason Terry. Why his man scores? Oh, uh, it was J.R.? It was J.R. Nailed it. Can you I turn that volume it. up? Oh, man. Look at LeBron. Just stare down. What the fuck are you doing? Look at this. He goes out of bounds for the dash. <laughs> goes out of bounds in the middle of play. Tony Snell to say, hey. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is great. That was a great poll God too. That was, that was that was a great poll, man. Great poll. You worked your way through that. Good. He, he's the he's the Eastern Conference goofball. He's the biggest goofball in the Eastern Conference, and the biggest goofball still playing big minutes right now. So I'm gonna. Uh, yeah, that's a all right. Very good, Jr. Smith. God bless you. Glad he's in the league. Makes the league. Jr. Smith was a lot of possible questions. There was. Who did Obama say is acting like a clown and needs to put his shirt on? <laughs> that was another potential one, question. Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going through, uh, I got a list of questions. I don't know if any of these questions are going to make you happy, Matt. Um, no more middle names. <laughs> there's no more middle names, but I don't, uh, I've got three questions in a row that are non-NBA questions. Um, <laughs> For the NBA podcast. The biggest sporting event to happen here in Taiwan in the last year has been the 2017 University at Games. It's actually the biggest sporting event ever in Taiwan. The biggest sporting event ever. And if, for those of our listeners who don't know, the University at is basically the Olympic Games, but it's exclusively for college athletes. So there's less total events. Um, and it's very, very, I would say, is it fair to say it's kind of Asia heavy in terms of the participant countries? The, the other countries send a lot of people, but like if you look at the a lot of yeah, the games yeah, have been held in, yeah. in Asian countries. They care about it a little bit more. They care about it a little more. They, they it's a little bit closer. The, the you know the the previous years were in China and in Korea. This year's was in Taiwan. Um, but it's an amazing uh, it's an amazing uh, university athletic uh, uh, event. And so this year the you know the the premier game probably was the men's basketball. So this features uh, co college basketball teams uh, from the best universities around the world send their teams. Uh, and the USA, we decided to send the University of Purdue. And Purdue... Yeah, so for, this is basically our Olympic team. This is our Olympic basketball team. They didn't... I was so angry. I was so excited to watch the games. We yeah. live here. I was so excited. I want to see the, the under-18 team. Who's the future? The future. I want to see the under-19 team. Who's the future? University oh. ad men's basketball. Here we go. Purdue Boilermakers. Team. Just the, the team. Just the team. Just the team of Purdue. Not their legend of greatest plays all time. Just no Robbie Hummel. Right no now. fucking yeah. Just, no just no just, kids. Just, no Swanson. No Swanigan. Yeah. Just fucking just, Purdue. Just their team. Their kids. And, but but and they're under the name of USA. Like they're just wearing like Olympic jersey USA. USA team. And Purdue. they made it all the way to the gold medal game where they lost. Wow. They lost the gold medal. Uh, they finished the silver medal. The gold medal winner was Lithuania. Powerhouse basketball nation of Lithuania, you know, uh, bronze medal in the infamous uh, 1992 uh, you know dream team. They were in the tie dye jerseys. Grateful Dead sponsors Lithuania. Um, uh, a little throwback knowledge for you right there. But um, same with the facts. I wasn't very happy watching this game, Matt. I wasn't very excited about it. Uh, so I want to give you a question right now. The average age of the Lithuanian men's university basketball team. The tone of your voice makes me want to take the over. <laughs> 
Let me repeat that question. The average age of the uh, Lithuanian men's university basketball team... I'm liking the under. If I gave you 21 and a half for the average age, what do you feel? Well, you mind fucked me before on CJ McCollum. <laughs> <laughs> his, his whole thing has turned into not even NBA questions, it's psychological one-on-one. Just twisting the knife questions. <laughs> How deep do you want the knife to go? Yeah, get in there. Man. I 21 and a half. Which, I mean, remember, the normal university um, career goes from 18 to 22. You're either making the case easier or you're twisting the knife deeper. I mean, I have to think the over. If you're that much of a genius, like, I'm just going to invest in everything you do and we'll just make money that way. But I'm, I'm taking w- the over. Watch you drink grouse. It is the over. Yeah, no, the over. God. The average age of the, uni- of the Lithuania University men's basketball team was 23 years old. What the fuck? The average age. They had four 24-year-olds on the team. This is a university team. They had four guys who were 24 fucking years old on this team. This is a team of men playing actual university students. It was uh, absolutely... Well, Purdue must be like 19 and a half. Something yeah, like Purdue's that. team had featured uh, multiple normal. multiple freshmen. Because remember, yeah. any, anyone yeah, who's sure. one and done, their seniors are gone. Yeah. So anyone who was you know Every year twenty-two you get three new players is out. So yeah, the average age. No, the Purdue kids were much much younger, and Lithuania had set a bunch of old motherfuckers on that team. Um, yeah. uh, maybe they got mandatory military service in Lithuania. I don't know, but I mean, fuck that. This is a university game. These are guys who are shaving their backs, like much less their faces. You know, these guys are fucking, and they just and they beat the shit out of us on the boards, and so yeah. No. Yeah, did they beat the shit out of us on the boards or in life? Because I think what's one really telling thing about this sort of... It's kind of a friendly competition. It's not the Olympics, where it's a little more cutthroat. Is how America sent their, like, B team or C team. Yeah. You know, if it was under 18 or under 19 team, yeah. where no one's in the NBA, no one's getting paid, mm-hmm. of course, America would just kill them. Dominant, but it's like, yeah. we sent Purdue, because it's like... We're almost toying with him. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you guys should Purdue. watch the next Olympics. But last time Let's we sent the viewership uh, up, we're gonna fucking kill last you. time we sent Kansas to the last university ad. We sent Kansas. That's a see. That's a real team. That's a real team. Why not send? Why Purdue? But the year before that, I think we sent Maryland. So I don't know what the selection process is. It's I like a, Maryland more. <laughs> I like Maryland more than <laughs> Purdue without fucking so, Robbie Hummel. That's for sure. Yeah. But anyway, so. Purdue got beat by a bunch of 24-year-old Lithuanians. That's basically what happened. That's your university men's basketball final. Fuck Lithuania. Um, I didn't like that team. I didn't like their attitude. Fuck them. They're happy to be there. Too happy to win. I got a quick one for you. All right, cool. I think this will be a little bit easy. So, this goes back to part one of our trivia podcast. I asked Sam, who has the most international follower? which Which international NBA player has the most Twitter and Facebook combined followers. Mm-hmm. And Pau Gasol was around 8th or ninth, but the number 4, I want you to rank them in correct order. If you get them in correct order, you win. If not, you lose. Okay. The Wait, four, sorry, one more time. This is... So, the Facebook, Facebook plus Twitter. Plus Twitter. Just these two. There's no followers, Snapchat, no Instagram, Facebook plus Twitter. No Tinder, no... Yeah, Pau Gasol, number 1. So you asked me to rank 2 through 4. So two, three, four. One, one to four. One to four. One to four of NBA players. NBA players total. Okay. And you're going to give me the four and I have to rank I'm them. I'm going to give you the four and you got to rank them. Okay. I like it. You have LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, and Shaq. Ooh. Ooh. Shaq, Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, LeBron. Ooh, this is good. Kevin Durant, Kobe, 
Because you're like, Shaq. where does Shaq... Because international. I mean, the, Facebook and... I mean, the players yeah, are international, but yeah. Facebook, and, Facebook and, and Twitter. I guess are, Shaq but again, no China. No China because Kobe. Facebook. Fucking... No China is huge. Yeah, no China No is China huge. is huge. It's a billion and a half people that would all be following Kobe. You know, like, Kobe is so big in China that it... Like Kobe would be. But how is he big there? Far and away number one. Do they have Twitter? Because I think that the I think that the age of of NBA rising in popularity coincided with the was the early two thousands, late nineties, early two thousands, and those those epic Lakers teams. And Kobe was always like the you know he's the guard. He's not the you know like in 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 China you know. In Chinese basketball, the players are typically like are the are the swingmen, the the you know the the Michael Jordans, you know. But they were watching Michael Jordan. Remember, like China was watching Michael Jordan on like bootleg, like VHS, or like David Stern was selling the games after the fact to Chinese state television, and they were watching him and stuff like that. But by the two thousands, they were actually able to watch games live, like on the Chinese television, and like Kobe was enormous. You know, Kobe was the first global mega star. Wow, hmm. so I think that if so you include China, be, like. So Jordan wasn't. Kobe was the first. He uh, Jordan was, but in a different way. But Kobe, he was like Jordan a was, he was like a yeah, ghost. exactly. He was like the legend, mm. whereas Kobe was the one who's actually like these guys grew up watching, you know, and uh, and, and and that love of the NBA, which and then you know like he was the pioneer for that generation that like led to the huge phenomenon that is NBA China right now. Yeah, which is super huge to all of our super American huge. and international listeners. Like, is the, yeah, the NBA in Asia is huge. Like. I know you don't see that many Asian players and you don't mm. see that many Asian brands sponsoring things. Like, so it doesn't seem like it, but here it is huge. It is absolutely people huge. Love it. The by people far the love dominant it. sport. Yeah. They just love it. NBA is way bigger than, than, than soccer or football over here. So it's uh, you know, a little bit different if you get into Southeast Asia where soccer is more popular. But like in, in, in you know, like mainland China and, and, and Taiwan, definitely NBA is number one. And of course, all sports bow to badminton. Badminton probably is the most popular sport yeah, it, in the world. In the world, because in the it's world, huge I, in India. It's huge in India. It's huge in India and China. Those are the most popular sports. I think it's soccer. You think soccer? Yeah, probably. I guess. I don't know. But like, it's one of those things where like... Or flip cup. Mandarin yeah, Mandarin's the most spoken language, but it's only because there's so many people in China, right? Right. You know, but globally, it's English. I feel like soccer is like the English of, of sports. Mm. Whereas badminton, the Mandarin yeah. of sports. Okay, yeah. okay. fair enough. Um, anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm so, getting around uh, the bush. You're smelling the grouse. You're trying to delay it, but yeah. All right, so we have we have Kevin Durant, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Shaq. It's very interesting. So like these I, four. Who in my thinking, the uh, the I think that the one and two has to be uh, has to be Kobe and LeBron in some order. I don't know what, and I think that Durant and Shaq have to be three and four in some order. I also don't know what. Uh, so it's very... This question is a little bit tough, so I'm going to tell you, you are correct. Nice, I like that. But I'm not going to tell you anything else. Alright, that's good. I'm um, sipping on my Sprite from here on. Yeah. Trying to work down this grass. Facebook, um, because uh, because no China, and LeBron is so big now. Whew, I, I, is it still Kobe number one, though? Is he still the? Is he still up there? Alright, um... All right. Okay, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that one aside. I'm gonna go to the three and four and think about these ones right now. All right. LeBron, Kobe, Durant, Shaq. Yes. Bang! Oh, Damn. wow! Really? 
Yes. That is awesome. That is awesome. But here's what's surprising. Huh. Shaq, 20 million combined. 20 million combined, yeah. Uh, Twitter and Facebook followers. Kevin Durant, 27. Whew. Kobe, 33. Yeah. LeBron, 68. More <laughs> than double. Burying. More than double. Like, basically, like, yeah, basically, like, the next two combined. Yeah. 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 That's wild. Pau Gasol, for example, was 11. Wow. Half a 68, man. 68. That's, man. That is wild. Well done, man. Great, great thinking. You got a great thought process. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, you worked your way through it. And we go through it. I love the fact but that... But you went over the time limit, so drink the shot. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm getting a little thirsty anyway. We don't have any more side beers, so I'm, I'm losing that. But I'm, I feel like the next three could bury me, and then i I got I to gotta pace myself. One okay, thing, I'm going to bury you in the next one. One of my favorite things is that... Um, is that you looking up this J.R. Smith highlight has filled my YouTube suggestions with J. Oh, my whole night is to be watching J.R. Smith highlights. <laughs> <laughs> Top 15 J.R. dunks of all time? Yes, sir. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll sit down and watch that. Denver J.R. was a maniac, too. That was, like, crazy J.R. Um, well, we all, we're, we're, we're all big fans of the world's uh, third most popular uh, basketball league. The Chinese Basketball Association. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> this one's, I think this one, I think. That's third most popular? Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay, what I'm guessing. What <laughs> I would say like NBA, something. I, I, I thought the Spanish League. Or something you? European. The European okay. Super League or whatever like that. Then CBA. Whatever. China, China has basketball. Um, this is my eighth question. Chinese basketball. Um, they made an interesting choice. In the year 2005, they split their MVP voting. Where instead of choosing one league MVP, instead they choose a domestic MVP and an international MVP. So this because way because the domestic MVP never had a would chance. never have a chance, right? So they have to give some hardware to a Chinese guy, and so they've split that up. And um, so the, there's a lot of interesting stats in here with the things and with, with how they mixed them up, the history of different players being um, um, being MVPs and, and the total MVP candidates. But I want to ask you, for the most recent, this is the 2016-2017 question. All so right. I like this one. Who was the MVP of the Chinese, the international MVP of the Chinese Basketball Association in 2016-2017? I will give you three choices, and you can tell me which one. And I'm going to get it right. Choice A, Stefan Marbury. Wrong. B, Michael Beasley. C, Jimmer Fredette. Michael Beasley. Final answer. Michael Beasley was the MVP of the 2015-2016 oh, season. He was in the NBA last Jimmy year. Fredette, Jimmy Fredette Fredette for the Shanghai Sharks won oh, the international man. MVP. Jimmer! Was it's it? Jimmer time in China and still. Beasley was in the NBA last year, too. Beasley Fuck, was, I should have uh, let you take a minute but on that one. I got a, no, no. I, but my point is, yeah. I have a wine glass full of whiskey. All right, I will, is I it fair if I drink half of this? Yes, I, I did the same thing. I will drink with you if you can name... With no hints. No hints. The Chinese basketball player who has the record for the most MVPs, the domestic MVP. Domestic? Domestic. So he's a Chinese guy. Playing for the Chinese Basketball Association has won the most overall MVPs, and he's a guy that you know. This dude is a beast, man. This guy kills it. He even had a tryout and signed a contract with the LA Lakers. That's Yee! Jin, my motherfucker. Okay. Four-time domestic champion. But because you gave me this free shot, I will drink my double shot. Oh, if you Christ. drink your single shot. All right, this last couple questions are gonna get interesting. Cheers. Cheers. I'm just doing mine in two parts. Oh, that grouse. 
Well, you choke that back. I'll fill you guys in on some other. Um, he beasted it, man. He beasted Chinese Basketball Association. Actually, uh, in the most recent year, Yi Jinling did not win the MVP domestically. That was Ding Jin- Yan Yuhong, who broke Jinling's four-time streak, which is the most ever for any Chinese-born player, with the exception of Minka Batir. Minka Batir won four MVPs in the domestic league, but was stripped of his 2005-2006 MVP after fighting with a referee after a game. He had his MVP revoked, so he's only officially a three-time MVP. Chairman E holds the four-time title. Minke was an NBA champion in the year 2003, playing for which NBA team? One you might have guessed is having the most international players ever. I'd go with the Spurs. He was the backup center to the backup center on the Spurs. Minke Minke Batir. Minke Batir. He is a Mongolian-born oh, Chinese. Damn, I would I would have got that question right. He is. Here, he is, here is a Mongolian. Dude, name. he looks like your worst nightmare if you're like a if you're like a plainsman in <laughs> China. Like if this guy's on a horse, he'd probably be 13 feet tall. He's a seven footer by himself. Like this is like Genghis Khan's son coming at you, man. He's a beast. Look yourself up, Minka Batir. M e n g k e b a t e e r. This guy's a monster, man. He, he's got a, and he's got a, he's got an NBA championship ring. He played three years total, uh, mostly parts of seasons. Played a year for the Raptors. Played a year for um, uh, some another team as well. Hmm. Uh, and then won a title with the San Antonio Spurs before returning to China. Had a distinguished career, imposing physical center, playing that phys- physical style. It's funny because we think about Yao Ming and Jeremy Lin as like our only Chinese players, but like actually every year there's a couple other players who are on the fringes or who get cut or signed yeah. to summer league deals. A lot of players like scratching the surface, and mm-hmm. with how popular basketball is in Asia, yeah, and how you know like we always think about like size is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. We, we don't usually associate Asian people with like great size, but the game they play here, like Sam and I, your two hosts, like we've played some. Played some basketball here, some street ball, and people got skills and they got different games and they got the Kyrie spin and yeah. there's, there's some big dudes too. Like a lot of talent here, and if you just nurture that talent, like there's no doubt about it. Like yeah. Asia is well, going to be like the, the future of the. You're United. drawn from the biggest population. It's yeah, gonna happen. exactly. Yeah, you're drawn from the biggest population. Eventually, it's going to catch up. It's going to happen. We certainly have the background and the head start in the USA right now. Um, but Chinese basketball is, is is very very interesting and an exciting thing to keep a, to keep track of. And look. Jimmer Fredette won the international MVP. Like, you know, like the league is catching up. It's no longer Bonzi Wells going over there dropping 30 a game. You know, like, no. Jimmer is, is a like role player your case. for Shanghai. <laughs> Jimmer! Jimmer's a shooter. Like He's a sharpshooter. But no, I mean, I'm he saying, won MVP. I feel like you're diluting the league. The international MVP. There was, no, Ding Yang Yu Yang won the, uh, the, the domestic MVP. And which NBA team is he signed to now? Ding? I think it's draft rights from the, the Rochester. The Southeastern, <laughs> yeah. He's actually coming to play for the 7 Eleven team in Taipei next year. But, no, the, um, but, yeah. but, but that guard for Houston. He's on the roster. I, I don't remember his name now. Oh, yeah, the young guy. Joe, Joe or something, yeah. But, yeah, I Mr. Mean, Joe. You got him, and then you got last year, before the season started, E and Jen mm-hmm. signed a $7 million contract with the Lakers. Yeah. It's only guaranteed for 50000 He got cut. $50,000 flew Sorry, back to Shanghai. Sorry, Chairman. But, uh, I mean, you know, look, this guy's been dominating the, the Chinese league. He still has potential. He's still yeah. around. Like, I think... You gotta watch out for the Asian players. And mm-hmm. what's cool about what's cool about life and cool about sports is when one sector of sports or life is secluded, 
and they're just cut off from like from what what they are trying to accomplish. They develop their own style, like Spanish point guards. Like, what yeah. do you think when you think of Spanish point guards? No Spanish point guards ever played in the NBA, and they just they. It was impossible for any Spanish point guard to play in the NBA. Mm. But they developed their own style, their flair. They weren't trying to like pull up for threes. They were trying to like just be flash and dish yeah. and stuff. And they they created their own style that worked in the NBA. And I think that's yeah. going to happen in Asia. Absolutely, yeah. I think that, yeah. I think that's going to be really exciting. I mean, I, I hope that international basketball gets to that level of international soccer where you have these national teams with their kind of unique identities. And um, and I wish China would just, yeah, kind of need to embrace the kind of identity of, like, the, the big men. Remember, at a certain point, there was that one time in the league where Yao was playing, and Dallas had another seven-foot guy who was a three-point shooter. And there was, like, and China had, like, three seven-footers in their starting international lineup. And people were talking about, like, this is the dawn of Chinese basketball. And then I think they all got plantar fasciitis and then and, and, and bounced out of the league. But, uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> there's just so many people. There's so much genetic variability. Like, they're going to feel, you know, there's going to be a great Chinese basketball superstar. The, the, the sport Absolutely, is too yeah. popular yeah. there for it not to happen. Absolutely. It's going to happen in fits and starts, the same way with America and soccer. Not to talk about soccer again. And it's going to come out of nowhere, like somewhere like Priscilla for America has come out of nowhere. And it's it's going to come out of nowhere, and it's going to take the, take the league by storm. <laughs> okay. Sam's one-minute rant. I've allotted Sam one minute every... I, talk about soccer, yeah. Sam right. gives me one minute every... All right, all right. Jimmy for Sam, Sam gives me one every... One minute every podcast talk about Blazers, I give him one minute every podcast <laughs> about soccer. But yeah, like, I mean, the knock on the Chinese, like, system is that it's a national system. Right. The American system is it's all AAU or university or, yeah. or brand-based. But China is like, the government controls everything. There's a reason why people don't have Facebook followers in China, because mm. Facebook's illegal there, because mm. the government controls everything. Yeah. And so the big knock on the government is when they had players like Yao Ming... And he'd play the NBA season. Then, first day back in China, it's like you need to practice our national team, and you need to practice every day. Yeah. And and, and live and, in the dorms, the Chinese with our national yeah, team. Yeah. And, all these and stuff. And Cuban would criticize it all the time. Like, what the fuck? Why am I, I'm paying this guy? And he's getting injured every summer. He's yeah. healthy when he's playing with me. He's getting. He's coming back to me injured. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Yeah. The system. Yeah. But definitely gonna need to get revamped. Interesting part of the world to keep an eye on, man. We're Absolutely. over here. Yes, it's good stuff. So I think we each have two questions more each. You go yeah. into your ninth and tenth, and I got my ninth and tenth for you. Let's Absolutely. do it. Let's so, do it. So this one, I just like variety, man. So yeah. I, I got a variety of questions for you. This one is just a random, like, do you fucking know this question? There you go. The Mavericks traded Justin Anderson, Andrew Bogut, in a 2017 first-round pick for who? This is, uh, in, in, so it's 2016, 2017 season. Oh, yeah. I'm only talking about this season. Bogut? Anderson. Okay. Anderson and 2017 first round first pick. round pick. See this oh, is, man. This podcast has been good. We got some good questions. Did this happen during the previous off season or the off season before the season started? This happened during the season. During the season happened during the year. Oh. Bogut. Bogut. You got Anderson and 2017 first. Obviously, these guys were like. With the, these guys must have been immediately waived upon arriving at their new teams. So I don't remember any of these guys playing minutes again. Or Bogut was probably hurt. So maybe Justin Anderson played. And there's a mid-season trade to pick up someone middle of the season. Was that? And there's a first. And a first, yeah. That's what's crazy. 
wasn't for Noel because that was like a salary dump and like that was like a like for filler, right? I believe. So I don't think it was for Noel. Who did they pick up mid-season? The Mavericks. Who the fuck did the Mavericks <laughs> pick up mid-season? I don't remember. Yeah, I watched the greatest the part about this game is like when you know the answer, the other person is struggling. He's like, what? He's like, I'm a genius, and this person doesn't. I'm so smart because I googled this earlier. But no, but obviously there's a moment from the season. You remember? I don't remember the Mavericks making any mid-season. But Noel was was Noel with them from the start of the year? Noel's the only player I remember them adding. If is it right in front of me? I should just say I should just say Nerlens. Pride of Newton, Mass. <laughs> is he from Massachusetts? Yeah, really. I played high school ball for uh, for Newton. You're like me with all the uninteresting facts. That's where Louis C.K. went to high school. I believe the same school. Every time I'm like, hey, you guys know where this guy went to college? My friend's like, yeah, it's Oregon. Because you're only talking about yeah, it. Yeah, you're talking Oregon. about fucking people oh, yeah. Oregon. Who else did the fucking Mavericks add in the middle of the year? Fucking Jesus Christ. Um, I think Nerlens was like second round pick though. Remember, because if they'd gotten a first back for Nerlens, we'd have been like, nice job, Colangelo. It may have been a protected first. I don't know, just a first. Oh, okay. It's like the Matt Bonner Scalabrini all over <laughs> again. I don't know what that is. They got a uh, first. They got uh, literally say a uh, first. Someone's first. Someone's first. Okay, was it Nerlens, Noel? Yes, it was. All right. You got it. You got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. That's the only guy I remember that matter. I wanted to throw in a trade question. It's part of the season. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you look back at it, they, the reason why I threw this in because Nerlens Noel he declined. Sam, this is something I wanted to ask you. I wanted to have one podcast just for this question. Mm-hmm. How much money did Nerlens Noel lose? He had four years, $70 million confirmed mm-hmm. on the table on July 1st. Yeah. He did not sign it. And after a couple of days, the Mavericks took it away. Mm-hmm. Then there was a conversation between them over the next two months. Mm-hmm. We don't know the details of these conversations. None of them are published. No one knows. Woj, Zach, no one knows. Mm-hmm. But we do know that there was four years, $70 million yeah. on the table. He didn't sign it. It was taken away. And now he signed this extension. Yeah. One year. Qualif- four- the qualifying offer, yeah. Sorry, yeah, the qualifying offer. $4.1 million. Yeah. How much money did he lose? In the long term, like no, no, just, just how like his next contract. Just, yeah, yeah. Like, we think of one year, so four years, seventy million. How much? How much is that per year? Thirty-five. So it's seventeen and a half million. So we could have been making seventeen and a half million per year. It was exactly so we made that. Four and a half. So we lost thirteen million for the next year. Yeah. So over the course of let's just say the next five years, like this year he gets four point one. Yeah. Plus his next contract. Yeah. Do you think those two numbers equal more than seventy million? That seems that seems probably unlikely. I mean, what do you think he signs for? Maybe he gets like if he has a great season, maybe he gets like two for forty, or, and then now he's talking twenty million per year, and that's more. But, I mean, he's young. If he's great, he, he but he has he, to make he, he up get for maxed it. out. If you're talking just over the next four years, he has to he has to make more. He has to make up the thirteen million he just lost. In, in in this year, like he, there's no taking that away. By not signing that seventy million for this year, he's making thirteen million less than he would have. So any other deal, if you're averaging seventeen and a half million per year, has to make up an extra thirteen and a half over the course of the deal. So just to make it up, let's divide thirteen by three. That's a little over four. Let's call it four point three million on top of the seventeen and a half that he would have had before. 
So that's 21, almost 22 million. So if he signs a deal worth less than 22 million per year, he won't catch up. So that's the question. Do you think he's a 22 million dollar a year player? He's gonna be playing for probably a lottery team. Yeah. His his trust with the team is probably at an all time low. Yeah. There's a lot of signs to say like he lost the money. And what's really interesting was he fired his agent because his agent didn't get the deal done. Yeah. He he signed Rich Paul, who's notorious for holding out, I'm gonna get all my players all the money. Yeah. And got zero Clutch. money. Yeah, got zero, zero money. money. Yeah, and got nothing. Like got just the qualifying offer. Qualifying, qualifying offer, out. yeah. Not so, gonna be happy going into the year. Maybe. So right now he's out sixty six million dollars. Mm -hmm. Like and when you talk about like, oh you can maximize it or whatever, but like you're a human being. Like mm -hmm. to have seventy million dollars, you're set for life. Like yeah. to try to maximize it for eighty five, like yeah. would you ever think about doing that? Like I don't know, how man. ridiculous is that? Like it's just, it's it must be the work like you gotta put yourself in like they they they're just in such a different mind frame, man, because they're around people who for whom this kind of money is like is being tossed around. The same as like you know, we could go out and be like, oh yeah, like you know, my you know my school pays me X per hour or whatever like that, you know, and like and, and it's, but then you find out someone who gets like fifty and T an hour more than you in another school, like you know, like it's it's all relative to where you're at, you know. Yeah, but yeah. so many in NBA players in a bankrupt after just a couple of years out of the yeah. league, like if he's got a bunch of knee injuries, he's a huge huge human being. He's like huge seven guy. foot tall. Yeah. Like he could he could get injured next year and mm -hmm. then. His next contracts are minimum salaries. Chevelle yeah. McGee signed a minimum contract with Golden State last year. Yeah. He played great, and he's like, where's my money? Mm. No one. Nowhere. Nowhere. <laughs> crickets. Yeah, crickets. Yeah. And signed another minimum deal. Yeah. And he is, he's athletic, he's healthy, he's the beast. No money. So, mm. I, I, I don't know. Like, I think that's a really stupid thing to do. I think you take up $70 million, you're young, like you can get a second contract, yeah. you know. Just take second that seventy big million. Contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Take that seventy million. I mean, he's in a different spot than those guys. Like you know, like the the classic move with the uh, with the one and done generation has been to get the guy that amazing draft pick on your team, and then you and then you extend him before yeah, his was, rookie deal ends. You're right. You give him that, and you. It's you, a very interesting situation. And you flash that money in front of him and stuff like that. And I think at a certain point we got we got talking in the future about these one and done guys. Yeah. With the podcast. With the way the value has been placed on draft picks, I have this kind of this theory that I've been floating around. I'd like to talk to you about more later about how actually I think the one and dones. How many one and done players have really benefited their teams that originally drafted them? And how many situations is like almost waiting out not the rookie contract but that first extension? Like what we're seeing with Anthony Davis now, where teams are kind of waiting that out. Like, do you think Anthony Davis is going to stay in New Orleans, or have they just been incubating him for another team to jump in and snatch him later? Developing similar his to what Boston might have done with Kyrie. Where is the value of having that one and done player? You know, those first couple of years, like they're not ready for the NBA when they come in. The majority of them, right? As rookies, you know, we don't see. The NFL, you know, rookies have had an outsized impact over the last couple of years. The NBA, the, the, just the straight rookies have not had that kind of impact, at least in terms of their team's ultimate franchise success. Anyway, that's a topic for another pod. But, but I, I'll but take I, it well, I do think it's interesting because people always say, like, we need to change the age limit for the NBA. Right. And people say, and everyone says yes. Yeah. But half people say, like, yeah, it's got to be 20. I'm like, what? Like, no, it's... There's no age limit. It's like it's so yeah. divided. It's so divided. People, yeah. People agree that right now is not correct, but like, it's so divided. And to be honest, like, I, I like the idea of like, uh, 
I like the idea of a developmental league where yeah. people can get paid money. Yes. Well, well, you get paid money. You get yeah. $75,000 a year. Yeah, college is ridiculous. dollars a year. Insane that we watch this. But I don't want to see the players in the NBA, and I don't want my team, yeah. I don't want my team, if my team is Orlando, reaching for these players who have zero talent because they have some upside. Upside, like, right, yeah. Because you can't miss out on them, right? That's the, that's the keeping up with the junk. I think, I think a robust... A robust development farm league where people are paid, like, like similar like to a baseball yeah, system, exactly. would be the best. Hundred percent. A shorter term fix, I think, would be a two-year college requirement. Yeah. Because then they, uh, Barkley made this point on on a podcast with Simmons a while ago that um, that that would give them, you know, because basically they show up for their 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 college season, they start playing basketball almost immediately, then they finish basketball and they fuck off their classes and they're gone. They never spend a full year on campus in a strength and conditioning program, in a weights program, in, a, in an intensive film program, you know, things like that. You stick, you have to stay for two years. You have to become more integrated into the program. You have to learn something from college. Let these coaches actually coach these kids a little bit. But I agree that a better system would be a, a farm system, well, like a, a baseball style. But what do you think about Europe and Asia being the farm system? Like, like it's interesting, but because we kind of judge the players like, oh, Brandon Jennings, like he was like greedy or something. Mm-hmm. Like, if if he's going for the money instead of university, yeah. like maybe players should play a couple of years in like yeah. inferior leagues, but they can get hopefully they can get set up with like great yeah. conditioning and good coaches and a good system and, yeah. and professional basketball and the lifestyle. I just think there's no reason that shouldn't happen in the USA. It shouldn't be making these 18-year-old kids choose to go to but China. I, I, but I think it's not a university. I think it has to be through the... Yeah, it has to be a D-League. Oh, now sorry, it's the G-League. G, G, the Gatorade. Yeah. They, they get yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Sam, I G us. Yeah. Sam. No, let's get, let's get to no, it. No, no, Sam. This this podcast has gone too long. We got to do a part three. This this, okay. this podcast is too amazing. We got to do a part three. All right, let's wrap let's wrap this one up right now. That's a good call. We're at fifty right now. Let's wrap it up. We'll come back to you part three. You got two oh, questions. Oh, we got some great back. questions, man. I have more than two questions. We okay. should have two guaranteed questions, but then we have some extreme questions. Where, I got some. I got some shots fired bonus round ready for you guys. I got some shots fired too. And if these questions, we should do it. If you if the other person gets them right, uh-huh. you drink. Oh, okay. If they get them wrong. Stakes are raised. It is a oh, Tuesday man. night. Stakes are raised. All right, guys, come back. Visit us in, the, in the part three. We're going to raise the stakes. Uh, this grouse is going to get down. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Catch yep. you next time, motherfucker. Peace.